Hi, my name is Pat Harrowood, and I live and work in Ottawa as a labor lawyer and community volunteer. In 2014, I also became the proud solo mama by choice of twins. Planet Z's Parenting ABCs is my Snapcast, a mini podcast about parenting with a social justice twist. Come join me on this adventure as I explore the politics, art, and culture of parenting, the crazy things my children say and do, and more. Planet C's Parenting ABCs on CHUO 89.1 FM. Episode 26, a book review of Breaking the Ocean, a memoir of race, rebellion, and reconciliation by Anahid Dashgard. In Breaking the Ocean, Animal Leadership co-founder Anahid Dashgard, former anti-globalization campaigner and mother of two, is perhaps at her most vulnerable. The memoir explores Dashgard's journey fleeing the despotic rule of Khomeini with her family to England and then on to Canada. It will be a painful reminder to some of how immigration and exile comes with so much loss in the mythic search for a better life. More specifically, the book centers on the trauma that comes from dislocation, racism and exclusion. It contributes to the chorus of voices problematizing the myth of Canada as a safe multicultural haven. In Iran, Dashgard is surrounded by the warmth and color of extended family. The ritual of tarufing and the smells and sounds of a country with a rich literary history and a stunning landscape. Her Persian father is one of the founders of the Iranian Stock Exchange and is at one point Auditor General. Her white mother is a British school teacher. Her parents meet in England where her father is studying how to set up a stock exchange and they are married soon afterwards, returning to Iran where her mother becomes an assistant principal at one of the international schools. As a child of mixed-race heritage, Dashgard is caught between two worlds and riddled with feelings of self-doubt and rejection by both. The family moves from Tehran to Skellingthorpe, a small village in England where her mother grew up. They are escaping the increasing fundamentalist post-revolution regime of Khomeini. In England, Anahid is welcomed by her grandparents, but rejected by her classmates, who shun her by not inviting her to play at recess, sitting further away from her than necessary in class, and casting suspicious looks in her direction. Two years later, when her family moves to Sherwood Park, a quaint suburb outside of Edmonton, Alberta, the classroom shunning is even worse. Her grade four classmates openly reject her with comments such as, You're weird. I don't want to be your partner. And don't let her sit here. She is the target of unchecked bullying and harassing behavior, which is condoned by a school system that is ill-equipped to deal with individual and systemic racism. In one instance, her parents are called in to class to discuss her offensive smell, which the teacher appears to suggest is just one of the reasons why the children avoid her. Even in her after-school girl guide group, she is treated as a primitive pariah, my words, by the girl guide leader, who is shocked when Anahid does not know how to use a manual can opener. The leader assumes that Anahid's mother country, Anahid's mother country, is so backwards and her integration efforts so minimal. The real reason is that Anahid's mom works at the bay, and so they only have electric can openers at home. The constant rejection and racism Anahid experiences results in real trauma in her body and a diminished sense of self-worth. It also messes with her family. Her father eventually starts his own accounting business, but for years is working well below his ability due to racism at work. Her mother is a school teacher and a support, but lacks the tools and lived experience to fully grapple with the extent of the racism her brown children and partner face. There is constant verbal abuse and pressure from her father, sibling conflict with her brother, and divorce, families unraveling, and then coming together. 
Dashgard painstakingly documents her many issues with incontinence, bladder infections, anxiety, panic attacks, and shoulder dislocations. In high school, she develops bulimia, a serious eating disorder. While she is only diagnosed with PTSD in her 40s by her perceptive gay male therapist, the symptoms are crippling at times. In the face of many obstacles, Dashgard is an excellent student and goes on to be a brilliant campaigner for the provincial NDP, Council of Canadians, and a health promoter for Planned Parenthood. She travels across the country and around the world. She plays an important role in getting the MAI stopped, an insidious international trade agreement that threatened to trample on civil liberties and give corporations, as Dashgard notes, unprecedented powers over democratically elected governments. She works closely with household names like Maud Barlow, Buzz Hargrove, Elizabeth May, but even though she is regularly in the media spotlight, is named one of the top activists to watch out for in the 90s, she still struggles with irrational feelings of being an inadequate imposter. In a real way, she's part of making history, not just documenting it. But in spite of her many accomplishments, Dashgard is dissatisfied with the whiteness of these activist spaces at the time, the constant adversarial nature of the anti-globalization movement, as well as the heavy toll of workplace cultures that demand you to work or require you to work 24-7. Eventually, she burns out. Her burnout is not unfamiliar. It reminded me of some of what Alice Walker described through her character Meridian Hill, a fictitious black civil rights woman activist of the 60s. Dashgard explores Eastern medicine, mysticism, meditation, acupuncture. She visits retreats, uses energy and body workers to find a more balanced way to live. She meets Shaquille Chaduri, who becomes her lifelong partner. They begin anima leadership, offering consulting and training on diversity and equity, integrating concepts of neuroscience in their delivery, focusing on the emotions that discussions about oppression bring on and the unconscious so that folks can have an honest discussion about how to address systemic racism in their public and private institutions. This is not light reading, but it is a critical story as Canada fails to implement its treaty obligations to Indigenous people, especially to Indigenous children and women, and frankly, its promise to immigrants, expecting hard work, but not inequity and exclusion, expecting at least a better life for their children. In these times of rising xenophobia, it is an uncomfortable reminder of what exclusion actually feels like, and why the struggle to end racism, like the global fight to save our planet, must take place every day, at every level of society. Dashgard ends on a positive note, looking forward to the next generation. Her family has reached a certain level of material and psychosocial comfort. She is more grounded, and her trauma, though it has not disappeared, is no longer at the center of her life either. These are her words. At some point, I hope to return to Iran, having cleared away enough of the tarnish on the Persian part of myself, and I hope that little Anahid will once again shine brightly as she dances on the soil of her birthplace. For now, it's enough to feel her finding her feet again. I take a deep breath and let it go. Glancing one last time at my daughter twirling in the sun at the edge of the schoolyard fence, surrounded by children with all shades of skin tone, reflecting the possibility that is Toronto, the promise of Canada, the home that I have come to inhabit. For Planet Z's Parenting ABCs, this is Pat Harewood. You've been listening to Planet Z's Parenting ABCs 
a CHUO Snapcast. Snapcast.